comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Hey, what happened? Did you ask him? I was going to. Oh, Liz. But before I could, the hair asked me out. What? The the hair? What did you say? I had to say yes. I mean, he looked at me with those crazy handsome guy eyes. It was like the Death Star tractor beam when the Falcon is... No, Liz, do not talk about stuff like that on your date. Guys like that do not like Star Trek. Wars! Episode 229. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube, your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode is a little better than silence. Okay, I think we've got a new exciting segment coming up here for... What episode is this? This oh, is yeah, 229. 229. Welcome, 229. Mm. Uh, sponsored by, let's get this out of the way, not that they don't deserve the time, right? but we got we got stuff to do. Sponsored by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades.com. Their top number one seller this week, no surprise, Walking Dead Trade Paperback Volume 14, No Way Out. I'm in the middle of reading this actually myself. 38% off, it's uh, $9.29. That's good. Uh, the number, let's see, number four top seller is a Hellboy Library Edition Hardcover Volume 4, 42% off for twenty eight ninety nine. How is that different from a coffee table book? It's smaller and thicker, isn't it? Uh, I'm not More sure. Opulent. Uh, top seller number six, favorite words. Green Lantern Brightest Day Hardcover, 38% off. You can get it for $14.25. Brightest Day Hardcover. And huh? one of their latest releases that just came out. 38% off this trade paperback. Aquaman, Death of a Prince trade paperback. Is that it's, good? It's some old school uh, with that? art. Mike Grell and Jim Aparo art. Oh, dude, Jim Aparo. Yeah, it's a 1970s uh, tale. Wow. From, uh, reprinting uh, Adventure Comics numbers 435 through 437, 441 through 455, and Aquaman 57 to 63. Sweet. You know, with Aquaman's reemergence in the DC universe, they're going to print some old stuff. And so. it was, uh, it was none too, uh, none too late for that to happen. No. You know, I noticed in was been a fan of this the month's previews, they have something called like a retro look at, I think Wonder Woman, 80s yeah, there's several, retro look. There are yeah. several of the main heroes who are getting like retro books. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I saw that. I'm not quite clear on what it is. Yeah. I don't know if they're reprints or if they're, um, I don't or know. They're new stories. I think they're but new stories in the retro style. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, huh? you can get that at DCBS. Yeah, new stories in a retro style. Yeah, yeah. like if they were to do, uh, you know, an Aquaman yeah. retro top style story, maybe they could get Steve Skeets and Paul Levitz to write it. Oh, cool! They wrote this old Aquaman story. It's that type of deal. This old is that anything like this old house? 
yes. only with Aquaman. Music is over. So is the sponsorship. InStockTrades.com. I mean, the sponsorship hasn't ended. We're just done with the spot. Now, you wanted to do something mm-hmm. new, right? I'm going to need some production value. All right. Uh, what, tell us what you're doing. Hmm? Uh, it's it's high, high time that uh, we started ranking the segments in the previous show. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. So, I have uh, a little music for it. That's fantastic. That's good. That's good production value. Okay. So last episode, we uh, we had the intro. Uh, we talked about the sponsor. We had some miscellaneous chat. We got to Oceanverse, and then we spoke about uh, Turkey and your, uh, your trip to Turkey. Yes. So with no further ado... The number five segment, uh, this is uh, counting backwards, uh, the number five segment was, in fact, the miscellaneous chatter. Uh, I don't feel it uh, brought anything to the show. Um, it's just it's dead air that, uh, uh, you know, those, there's a few minutes of people's lives that they will never get back. Okay. Um, number four uh, was sponsor talk. Hey, you know, I don't want to diss... Uh, I don't want to diss the, the discount comic book service because they do fine work. It just wasn't scintillating, uh, you know, podcast. It, it was it was better better than the average, uh, you know, live spot, you know, on a radio station for a, a company of some sort. Just not. It wasn't our best sponsorship. Yeah, not, not our finest work. Um, uh, number three on the list um, would be um, uh, the intro. Um, not bad, but you know what? I, I've done better liners. So um, I give myself credit for coming up with a new concept, but, you know, hey, you still got to pull it off, dudes. Uh, the number two uh, segment last week uh, would be the Oceanverse segment. Um, it was good information, um, and uh, we probably owe Mike Schwartz, uh, you know, even though, let's face it, th- that was really probably the fourth-ranked segment of the week because – it was Mike Schwartz, and because he's not doing Oceanverse anymore, I, I bumped it up to number two. The number one segment last week, yes, it was the turkey, turkey segment. Talk. So, turkey you know, talk. I just like to, you know, I, I want to, I want everybody to know that the uh, the turkey talk, um, uh, I think it really worked. You know, hey, maybe it went on for a little bit too long, but that's what we do. So, you know, no further ado, uh, the number one segment last week was uh, turkey talk. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys recognize this music? It's from a it's from a hit movie, but it doesn't sound right, Brad. I I do recognize it. Yes, yes, I do. It's the Matrix lobby scene mm-hmm. where Trinity and Neo are trying to get into the mm-hmm. the big office building, and they're yeah. taking care of everybody. Some a guy named Matt Mulholland stripped the music and acapella the music back in by himself. Have you got me down? And yes, I explosion. Do. You want to hear? Yeah, you got the real stuff. Mix it, baby. This is. You guys know who this is? Pop quiz. Uh, Pop quiz. Everybody out there. Uh, Close. Hey, anybody who's out there in a cubicle listening to this right now, shout out the name of this band so people in the next cubicle can hear you. Um, I'll give you three seconds to do so. Everybody, and three, two, one, and go. Propeller heads. Very good, sir. Propeller heads. So everybody go, propeller heads! Propeller heads! Yay! And then the people three cubes down are going to prairie dog and wonder what you're doing and whether they need to um, get the HR people on you for uh, possible uh, substance abuse. Uh, This song is seven minutes long, too, so there was plenty of pad on it.
So good times. That was a spy break off the album. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the spy break off the album Dex and Drums and Rock and Roll What's next by the on Propeller the Heads. <laughs> Let's next up about, let's do some movie talk next up it's gonna be movie talk here on half hour wasted apparently so stay tuned bill was not able to do his homework his yeah. green lantern homework so we gave him homework and he didn't do it bill you failed it, it you there's failed. it's a three it's a three-part failure uh part, let me rank them can i have the music back up <laughs> no, no no more ranking damn it okay sorry i think how's my level can, we, can you beat me there do we have a delay okay. on the show? No, no. We I have a delay. We can't dump that. Show. We can't dump that. We can't dump my curse word. We can't dump my curse word. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so Bill, unfortunately, didn't get to see Green Lantern. Nice. And I nice. wish I had. And I wish I had. So, Bill, you're going to have to be the one to A little to more nasally. nasally. And, and you need the words kind of tail off at the end because you're a little cockier than you deserve to be. Right. There you go, man. There you go, man. I'm waiting for you to do the classic, mm-hmm. Brad's a jerk. Hmm? Brad's not a jerk. Brad's not a jerk. Mom, he's copying me. Uh, you know, I was the yeah, older yeah, child, the older so I child, never had, so to, deal had to deal with that. Man, I'm going to turn the tables on you hard here. As soon as you stop as doing it to me, I'm going to reverse the whip. I'm going to reverse the whip. And this means we've either, either got like 35 minutes left of this. It's going to be one way or the other. It's either me doing it to you or you do it to me. Okay, stop. Brad had crazy eyes when he was doing that. He was really into it. I guess you were listening to him like... <laughs> Anytime. Oh, this is a no talk segment. Good, then I can get something in. Okay. If I talk, he'll talk. If I talk, he'll talk. Okay. <laughs> but see, you forget. But Bill. see, you forget, Bill. I am in control of the faders. <laughs> um, now tell us why you couldn't watch, why you never got to see Green Lantern. Um, you have a great new job. Yes, and that's awesome. High fives on the new job. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. In fact, Bill and I are workmates. Thank you, sir. Yes. I get to um, I get to make inappropriate um, uh, comments to Frank that otherwise would be uh, interpreted as uh, sexual <laughs> harassment. Now, Bill, in all honestly, well, luckily we know each other well. So, in all honestly, yes. we probably see each other twice a day, even though we're in the yeah. same office. It's right right when we walk in the morning. Walking in the morning, mm-hmm. Bill's already there. I walk in about thirty minutes later. Yeah, and then at some point during the day, we'll talk again. Yeah, well, it's like um, uh, what is it the uh, the sheepdog and uh, what's the Warner Brothers cartoon? Or it's uh, the coyote, sheepdog, and Wiley Coyote. Uh-huh. You know, on the right right before and right after the bell rings. Yeah. Like, Good night, Frank. Good night, See Wiley. You, yeah. So uh, it's nice, but yeah, I'm I'm usually uh, 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 deep in a in a cave of yeah. my own making, which I'm actually uh, you uh, have a very darn happy to be there. You by have the way. a very nice office that's so hey, removed from everyone. When the you, uh, you win the nice office, <laughs> the fire alarms went off today. And yes. this is my first thing. By the way, uh, I found out about uh, sixty seconds after the fire alarms went mm-hmm. off that apparently I'm the new fire marshal replacing. Yeah. Me. Right. Let me show you something. So I pretty much uh, stabbed Frank in the back to get uh, the fire marshal gig. And, and yes. You are welcome to it, And my yes, friend. it's true. I am now. <sighs> Brace yourself, fire everybody. Fire Marshal Bill. Fire Marshal Bill. Yes, sir. I think that's the only reason I got the nod. That of the fact that I'm one of the few people in the uh, department that rarely leaves. So you've been busy. You c- you c- never could make it to Dear the Dear heavens. Well, a lot of it, too, is that... Uh, um, 
I am tasked with being at work at 7 a.m. Yeah. And I have a boss who is an early bird. He's a, a, he's a total Ben Franklin. He's so mm-hmm. early to bed and early to rise. Um, I don't know how wealthy he is, but he does appear to be healthy, and I, I believe he's wise. He's pretty wise. Yeah, he seems to be pretty wise. I've known him for 20 years, so you'd think hey, I, I think I'd know this, better by now. I think this job's good for you. I think so, too. Uh, it would be nicer if it was like more an 8.30 to like two gig but i'm okay with seven <laughs> to three thirty <laughs> he doesn't even move the hours up he just shortens the whole thing yeah. down well, it's like you know it'd be great if it was like you know 10 yeah. to 11 hey but i'm also like, working but yeah. when it gets in the way of my life you yeah. know there's something well it's like if you took the square of daylight savings time then you would arrive at that number i just threw out um you know so. we do have early hours but hey we leave early too yeah yeah frank and i saw green lantern mm-hmm. i wish i had and I still want to, but I'm probably, you know, I'm sure it's still in the big theaters, but uh-huh. it's, I got to think that, man, if I can't get there like in the next day or two, which I doubt I'm going to be able to, I'm going to have to see it at the stinking dollar theater or something. Well, which let's I would uh, like to avoid. I liked it. Well, you liked it? I was apprehensive, oh, cool. obviously. Um, it was better than I expected. Uh, Ryan Reynolds did not irritate me like mm-hmm. I thought he would. He actually did a pretty good job of, of being serious. You know, with the occasional comedy relief in it, um, I I really can't complain because I had interesting little hope for it. Did it uh, follow any particular storyline? Was it uh, just an origin? It was a, it was a mix mash of uh, comic story, and you know, it, they changed some things. Like for instance, in the movie. Parallax yes. was formerly a guardian who really? went, who went uh, rogue. Kind of all Kronos like, huh? Yeah. And oh, um, obviously it's not that way in the comics. You yes. Know, Parallax is the entity of of fear, the anthropomorph- anthropomorphological. Anthropomorphic. Is that right? Anthropomorphic. I, I can read Thank this you. right here. You're welcome. Back on Oa, the guardian tells Sinestro that Parallax was originally one of them. Kronos. Until he desired to control the yellow essence of fear, ultimately becoming the embodiment of fear itself. Did he say his name was Krona? I'm reading a synopsis and it has it right here. Okay, because I, I don't remember cool. I don't remember saying that either. his name. Did you guys just see it the one time? I've only seen it once. You know, That's to, interesting. to be honest, it's, it, it's definitely not a bad movie. It's just not a good movie. It was, you could, the story beats that you expect to happen in the story yeah. happen. There was a, some slow, the middle was kind of slow on occasion. Um, but as I'll mention another movie here in a little bit, the, the slow parts of a movie I like, Yes, I, I find them necessary for me to breathe, but it gave me too much time to breathe. I think I'm trying to remember who directed this bad boy. Oh, here. I can it, um, it wasn't uh, Matthew Vaughn. No, he, no, did, he Martin did X-Men Campbell. first class. Martin Campbell. We know that name. Where do we know him from? Let's see. Frank help. Use Golden your iPad, Eye, Frank. Casino Royale. Oh, yeah, the oh, okay, one where yeah. uh, Martin Lawrence, uh, Martin, dressed like a uh, woman, hey. you know, but he's a cop. Yes! Uh, looks like he did. Did he direct That's a nice use of drops there. Uh, he also did The Mask of Zorro, which was 98, Vertical was Limit. Antonio Banderas. It was mainly Hal Jordan's story, but you got introduced to Kilowog and Tomar okay. Ray. And. Um, Sinestro, obviously, you you saw some in in the gathering of all the core on Oa. You got to see some familiar looking. 
Yeah, for the fans, um, yeah. you're going to have a lot of fun because you're going to see, while they don't have lines or anything, you're going to go and say, that is so-and-so. That Isn't there is a, so-and-so. a Green Lantern called Green Man or something? He's like a robot. He's nothing more than a robot. Yeah, well, I guess i got a few of those because the, the, the main robot Green Lantern is uh, Stell. Maybe that's who who's I'm thinking the, of. Who's the new... Um, um, Who's the new Kilowog? He's the new Arlie uh, uh, Army. I think Stell was in it. There okay. were several, you know, Green Lanterns that I, I recognize. I do want to say there is a Green Man in the Green Lantern Corps, though. Well, he's a robot, the one I'm thinking of, and okay. I think that's Stell. Yeah. All right. Um, but you know, it was it was what what you'd expect. You know, there was constructs and outer space, and now, I, you know, I, I how do the constructs to, I, look? I thought. They were fantastic. Yeah, they, they really were. The CGI in that first trailer we got, mm-hmm. the CGI left, for me, much to be desired. But when all was said and done, when the movie came, it, it was pretty well done. They, um, I think there could have been just a little bit more because it really left you wanting more. Um, was it just clearly a setup for uh, the, the hopeful franchise this will become? Well, let, let me read this. Director Martin Campbell confirmed the possibility of a Green Lantern trilogy. In June 2010, Warner Brothers hired Greg Valnetti, Martin Green, and someone else, all of whom worked on the Green Lantern screenplay to write a treatment for a second installment. Okay. And it certainly ends, you know, the... the, the Uh, Let's talk about the Easter egg. The mid-credit scene. It didn't happen. It happened in the middle of the credits before it ended. But, oh, in the movie... Yes. Yeah, we're spoiling Green Lantern for those. Uh, In the movie... Uh, Sinestro goes to the Guardians to try to convince them mm-hmm. that giving up all emotion was wrong, and that you know if we harness the the power of will, we should consider harnessing the power of another emotion, namely okay. that of fear. Ooh. We need to build a yellow ring to use against mm-hmm. uh, Parallax if we have to, and. Okay. Uh, well, not if we have to. He was convinced we needed to, to use that against yes. Parallax. Um, so they start to construct a yellow ring, and there's a really cool scene where you see the yellow lantern, and you got really? to see the Sinestro symbol, yeah. which is really cool. But at the end, oh, in pardon me, in the middle of the movie, the ring is is created. Okay. And Sinestro's about to use it, and Hal Jordan says no. You don't need that. I'll do it myself if I have to. Okay. You know, you know once you use that, you, it, you'll never want to give it up, that type of thing. Yes. So, you know, Hal Jordan ends up defeating Parallax, you know. And so then the movie ends and everybody's happy. Sinestro at first didn't like Hal Jordan because he replaced his best friend, Abin Sur. Yeah. Right. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, you know, I was wrong about you. You are strong and... And uh, you deserve your your ring now, and all this stuff. And okay, so then the end, the mid credit scene comes, and it shows the the yellow ring mm-hmm. in stasis, kind of okay turning yeah. and, and stuff. And you see this hand reach up to grab it, and he slips it on, and then all of a sudden he start to be covered with yellow energy, Ooh. and his green. Suit turns into the yellow Sinestro oh, core my goodness. suit. Not the old blue and black right. one that he used to have, but the new yellow and black yeah, one. Yeah, the actual core, yellow. With the yeah. Sinestro. Sweet. And I forget what he said. He said something like, you know, 
now we're talking. Said, or, or he made no, some kind of comment like, yeah, that's more like it. Well, I got to guess. He say, tastes like chicken. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just guessing. Hey, by the way, uh, but, Green Man. Yeah. There are two references to a, a Green Man. Uh, one was a member of the Omega Men. And um, uh, both uh, members of the uh, uh, Green Lantern Corps. Um, Green Man is the adopted name of the Green Lantern from the Space Sector 2828. He is a Uxorian, and Uxorians frowned upon individuality. Um, now, Green Man was a misfit who rebelled against society's anti-individualism and longed for personal identity. So uh, Green Man jumped at the chance to become a, uh, a core member, um, uh, which is a drag. Uh, now, on the plus side... Um, uh, so this is the guy that became the Omega, uh, one of the Omega men. Um, but a second Yixorian, also known as Green Man, is partnered with the robot Stell. That's okay, yeah. The Green Lantern of the planet. That's Grenda. the one that I'm more familiar with. As the guy who's Stell's partner. That's, that's right. The one as seen in the miniseries Green Lantern Corps Recharge. I forgot yes. that um, Stell and Green Man were partners. Yes. Uh, so um, uh, Stell got damaged in the uh, battle against Superboy Prime, as right. depicted in Infinite Crisis. And uh, Green Man split to search for Stell. Um, then the two retreated to Mogo to ready themselves physically and mentally for attacking the Sinestro Corps. Um, and then uh, they battled in the Sinestro Corps war. And, and uh, you know, and they ate Robin's minstrels. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. Yay. I'm trying to look that last line up. I can't. Yes. He, but he said something like, you know, obviously he liked the power that it gave him or that he felt recharged or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. That was cool as a fan to see Sinestro in his Sinestro yeah. core outfit. Hey, what happens if you uh, start uh, your uh, Green Lantern oath, but you uh, get interrupted in the middle of it? Do you recharge your battery, or do you recharge your ring? Do you recharge like halfway if you get halfway through the oath, or is it like an all or nothing? <laughs> well, thing? at one point, he doesn't nothing. even say the oath, and he recharges the ring. Oh, that's so cheap. Cause, uh, I think all you have to do is touch it to the battery and then boom. The following uh, Green Lantern Oath was spoken by Green Man in Omega Men issue 29 from August 85, uh, but was interrupted before he can complete it. It uh, goes as follows. Bring light to the ring, I charge thee. Unveil every evil around me. Replenish the power to... Did he carve it in the rock? I Any think so. Yes. I actually don't know. I'm, I'm bluffing. You know, Frank... It wasn't a bad movie. I heard so many people complaining about it. It certainly wasn't a, a horrible movie. You know, there's no, so much no, in it, the Green Lantern mythos that, I, that they could have in, that I, they could have. I've heard a lot see, of people I, that were just dissatisfied with it. Period. Well, yeah, and I, mean, I think they, that's. I mean, it they wasn't qualify it. That's, that's it wasn't the worst. Th- that's the worst thing a movie can be is mediocre, because you want a movie to be you know you want a movie to be good. So you remember it. So you go, yeah, I remember that scene, and he does this. Or you kind of want it to be really bad so you can complain and rag on yeah. it. Like, what were they thinking? That was so stupid and stuff. But when it's that mediocre, when it is that middle of the road, that it just is forgettable. And then how do you, you know, there's nothing to remember it by and it gets lost in the history of movies. And then it becomes nothing. It becomes like, oh, it's on cable. Oh, I'll check it out. It's yeah. not like, oh, my God, destroying Green Lantern. Let's watch it. I don't think Hector Hammond was necessary. No, he wasn't. I found the last scene, by the way. Let me let me kind of. Play That's here. too bad because uh, is it Peter oh, Sarsgaard? Was that can it? Can you show it to Bill? Yeah. Show it to Bill. Uh, let me bring my mic. Yes, please. To I want to see it too. Do you need to watch it too? I can come to you. Oh, cool. Ooh, that kind of looks like the opening of Superman or something. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Easy. He's telling me he's number one right now. Tastes like chicken. Excellent. Okay, so nice. he doesn't say anything, but he's like, oh, yeah. You, you can tell he's enraptured. Zoe. Zoe, can you turn that light back on, please? Thank you. Thanks, doll. She thought she was being funny, but next time she does that, I'm going to smack her. So the um, I'm just kidding. I would never smack her. Who's that? Okay, Sage. Okay, yeah, Sage. Right, let the, okay. let the seizures now, begin. Yeah, now he's flashing lights on off at a particular rhythm, which would yeah absolutely give people an epileptic seizure. How many reverse flashes do you give? Uh, I have to give it two and a half because it's just there. It's it's. I'll give it two and a half. It's so it gets the dreaded distinction of meh, huh? Yeah, bummer. Which I, mean, uh, I enjoyed a lot of it. I really did. Yeah, but and like I said, it was not a horrible movie. Here's here's the 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 one thing, and I realized this during the movie was that the the Green Lantern Corps needs to find a better way of recruiting people because okay. to have a ring just fly on you and then drag you into space and then put you in front of these people and say, hey, you're now the space cop. The ring shows you to be a space cop for your sector is a little disheartening. It's a little confusing. Well, especially <laughs> if I always kill that. you. I always thought yeah. that if a ring showed up, I'd do everything I could to not. <laughs> yeah, you it's can't. Like, I'd be like, you cannot tell me what to do. Yeah. I will choose to do this or I won't, but I am not, you know, going to let you tell me that I have to do anything. I've got just enough of a fear of heights that um, I I don't know if I'd uh, truly enjoy. Well, you see, because you have a fear of heights, you can't be a Greenland. Well, that's such a good point, dude. You you got me on that one. It's worth watching. Um it's worth watching at the it, Dollar Theater. Yeah. Okay, so is it clearly? Is this? This is. It sounds to me like I've got my answer. It's clearly behind um, Thor and X Men First Class, which Ab- are the other yes. two that have been out so Absolutely. far. Absolutely. And we, of course, haven't seen Captain America yet. You may have the latest trailer. Have you seen the latest trailer where he throws I, himself on the grenade? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, great. Those, one of the greatest trailers I've seen in years, and the music at the end was uh, really, really well done. Yeah. Really good music choice. I am not I am not, not looking forward to it. Wait, did I say that right? I'm uh I, I feel the same way about Captain America that I did about Thor. I, I'm gonna see it. Uh, I'm I'm reserving judgment. I don't think it's gonna be a bad movie at all, but I'm just not excited to see it. Like if they if they told me, Hey, we're not gonna show it this year, we're gonna show it next year, we're gonna hold it back one year, I could I could like I was like, All right, well, I, I was I'll wait till next year. I wasn't excited to see it until I saw the last trailer and then I was like Yes, that that is it. I want to see it now. I just, th- I think I feel, and I have nothing to base this on, but I kind of feel like I know what the story's going to be, and well, I kind of feel like do. I know how it's going to end. And of course I, we do. That's why I never saw Titanic. Yeah, because I know how that story ended. <laughs> but you know, this is a comic book movie, so I'm going to go see it. Right, and I'm going to go see it too. That's why I never saw Apollo 13. Yeah, you know how that ends. Yeah, right. Um, nor, well, did I, uh, nor did I see Ben Hur. Why don't we talk about comic books before we jump into other things? Because well, Bill, you let me just quickly mention: I saw Transformers Three. It mm-hmm. opened yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
I've often said that Batman and Robin is the worst movie ever made. Uh-huh. This one, whoa, is, stop the presses. This one is now in the running. Wow, it is Holy absolutely, cow. incredibly, horribly bad. And I'm not going to say a lot because you know you guys haven't seen it, but uh, I, I don't see how just, you could re- ruin the movie for me. But I'm I'm a Michael Bay apologist in that Michael Bay doesn't. If with, you want to see explosions, if you yes. want to see robots hitting each other. If you want to see really nice CG shots, a lot of slow motion stuff, this is your movie. Mm-hmm. If you want a coherent plot, mm-hmm. if you want to know how they got from A to B to C, yeah. this is not your movie. Okay, <laughs> Michael, uh, with the exception of Pearl Harbor, which was his attempt to be taken seriously as a director, Michael Bay, I think he has fully embraced what he is, which is... The Transformer franchise. He likes to make things explode, and he likes for things to go fast, and he doesn't try to give you a story. He tries to give you something fun to look at. The first Transformers was great, and it had a story, and it had a plot, and it made sense. The second two, not so much. I never I never saw the second one. I don't know why. It just didn't interest me for some reason. It looked like it was taking place in the desert. Well, there was a lot of it took place in the desert. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I don't know why movies one, that take place in desert was, sometimes bother me. It was two and a half hours long, and I started to fall asleep at the end. Really, two and a half stinking hours. Two and a half, and that's uh, that's way oh, too this, proud. I am movie. actually looking. I am more excited, believe it or not, for Transformers: Age of Captain America. Earlier, I said something Son. about slow parts in movies and letting you breathe. Mm-hmm. The last hour of this movie was one constant action scene there was no sm- slow parts yeah they said the uh the last hour is literally uh an action scene yeah it is i mean it's it's it. a jumbled it. mess of of just robots moving i wonder uh, if it's a lot like battle for was it battle, battle LA, la or battle for battle, battle LA? los angeles because that movie is nothing but one long action sequence no it's no. not and i disagree it, well it, battle los angeles was a much better movie than transformers 3 with Battle, my problem with Battle Los Angeles was that the 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 plot was. I understood that there was you're supposed to be confused by what's going on because nobody knows are, is the, are these aliens what's going on you know there's a lot of confusion, and we're introduced to I don't know maybe ten characters, and then halfway through the movie, you lose maybe half of those characters because of that explosion. Okay. They never gave you enough time to develop an emotional connection to these people. Interesting. Even though they gave them the cookie cutter, this guy's about to get married. This guy's this guy's suffering from PS, you know, from post traumatic stress syndrome. This guy's this, you know, this guy is the misunderstood recruit. This guy has a mysterious past. I just I didn't care about any of them. Halfway through the movie, and then when uh, uh, when other half uh, when half of them died, I'm sorry, I was like, Frank, I hate thank to interrupt, gosh. but I think Sage has something to say. Okay, he has a monkey. Oh, hey, that's pretty awesome. We have a monkey that's flipping. Oh, that's neat. very good. Very good. Limit her. What are you doing back there, so It's fantastic. What are you doing? She's, doing? she's trying to bust out the plate glass window. Apparently, if she leans back too far, she's going to fall right through that window. We're going to need so a limiter I, on okay, this. Okay, I read a review. Um, I read a review off. Should I? Should I name the website? Yes. Sure. Ain't it cool news? Okay. 
um, working through the chaos here. Uh, I read a review of Transformers 3 that uh, made me completely turn my eyebrows up and go, oh? Um, because I'm under the impression that Transformers 3, Transformers Dark of the Moon, was going to be terrible. Um, it but was. Uh, does anybody has anybody ever heard uh, or read Nordling's work? I've never heard of this guy. Yeah, I, it's been a while since I've been to the Andy Cool site. Apparently, he's on there a lot. But uh, he says, d- d- is he a blowhard? Is he good? Is he middle of the I road? Just, is he? I dis- skim things. I don't okay. remember things. All right. Well, um, Nordling's uh, thesis basically is that uh, 3D is the medium for michael bay i didn't watch mine in 3d okay okay maybe that was your mistake um not that it would have made the movie uh from a one star to a four star or anything but it says here um it be- and i'll try not to read the whole thing it says it becomes obvious about two and a half seconds into michael bay's transformers dark of the moon that bay should shoot every film in 3d from now on he shows a command of the technology that exceeds no stuff i inserted that word there that of james cameron when Bay shoots action with regular 2D cameras, his scenes, especially in the previous Transformers films, are practically incoherent, with no sense of spatial ge- geography and rapid edits to hide the fact that Bay seemingly threw his cameras in the air while things exploded. But in 3D, Bay is forced to slow down a bit, shoot sweeping vistas and give the audience a visual sense of what's going on, and the result is easily the best shot action scenes that I can remember seeing in a long time. Before now, it was not really a requirement to see films in 3D, even Avatar, but Bay has done what no other 3D film thus far has done. He justifies the technology. Transformers Dark of the Moon is simply the best-looking 3D film yet, hands down. Well, that and it goes on case, from there. Maybe the case, but it doesn't make it a good movie. Yeah, you know, but that, that made me want to go see it in 3D. And I, I'm not exactly sure what he means. Um, uh, well, tell know, they, they got to blow up Chicago, which apparently they all had fun with. So, um, you know. Oh, sorry. Did I give that away? Sorry. <laughs> no. Chicago. Like, what? Completely what, dinosaurs just, or, or robots remember, are fighting in the yeah. city. I don't think it matters what the city is. It got completely destroyed. Um, okay. Why don't we talk about op- action? I give it point. Two five reverse. Ooh, that's cold. I am looking for. I am. I don't know why. I because I like Michael Bay. So you're giving it one quarter of one reverse flash, is what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. And Frank, what would you give it? I can't. I haven't seen it. I don't know. All I know is that I'm I'm more excited about seeing it than I am excited about seeing. Okay. One one reverse flash is equal to one dollar. Yes. I gave it twenty five cents. Radio. So if the best. If the best review you could give it is um, 5,000 lira, then you gave it 14 lira. Wait, no. He, he gave it uh, 1,025. I'm, 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 totally, I'm totally bluffing. I still have some Turkish lira. That was, that was actually, I was, uh, trying to, I was trying to, you know, slide in a little, little joke. What's the next radar. on the list? It didn't really work that well. <laughs> Let's talk Action Comics 902, 903. Okay. Is that right? Did you read those? You know what? I have... Um, I may have purchased. Okay, no the the only action comics that I think I've ever bought in my life before issues nine hundred one and nine hundred two were um, the issues during the um, uh, the the Legion crossover. Did big, you not insert you not big surprise here? Get action nine hundred. No, I did not, and and apparently I need to go back and check it out. Um, but is that Doomsday? Sure is. What it is is this is the. Uh, here, I, the I wasn't necessarily. Um, I didn't necessarily buy them for the storyline. Um, the reason I bought them was for the artwork 
of Kenneth Roquefort. And yeah, I don't know good. if anybody I don't know if anybody is hip to uh, Roquefort's work. Sorry, I'm trying to plug my computer in here. Um, it's pretty amazing, actually. But Roquefort, you, if you guys don't if you guys don't recognize where Roquefort's name comes from, let me let Whoa. me ring your bell. Um, I'm looking at Supergirl. From is Supergirl? Good heavens! Oh my gosh! Speaking Did of, Kenneth speaking of do Twin that? Peaks, um, from Top Cows, issue number two of Cyber Force Hunter Killer. That sounds familiar. Let me uh, let me read the uh, let me read the, the the blurb on top of the issue. Quote: If the creative team can continue what they have accomplished in issue number one, Top Cow should have a nice summer hit on their hands. Half hour wasted. That's right. On care top of, of issue of number two. M. Yeah, so is a Legion dude. Let's let's not, you know, let's just not worry about these kind of details. So yeah, uh, half hour wasted is famous for being on the top above above the marquee, Thank if you, you will, M. of issue number two of Cyber Force Hunter Killer, uh, produced uh, by Top Cow. Um, uh, there was an A and a B cover. Uh, collect them all, and. Um, uh, so Mark Wade uh, wrote the Cyber Force Hunter Killer, and the artwork was by Kenneth Roquefort. Kenneth Roquefort's art is, it's hard to describe what makes it really different. It uh, looks he a uses, lot like Lionel Francis U. He uses a lot of, um, he uses a lot of fairly standard page layouts, and he doesn't do anything crazy with the, the style, the coloring, the, you know, he's not... He's not, not inking or anything like Lionel Francis. You is it kind of reminds me of a. Um, it's L- like Lionel if Lionel uh, Francis, you if like, or Chaken if early no like Chakeny no if early Oliver Coipel like Legion era uh, Oliver Coipel was inked by Terry Austin. The lines are very clean or Lionel, but Francis there's you. a lot of lines. Well, you, I understand what you're saying, but use. Every single really one of you's faces. Chaken in this. No, you don't. You're bluffing. You're Stop insulting it. Kenneth Rockefeller. Yeah. Um, it's like Chaken Bacon. <laughs> Good gosh. Um, his the the lines are clean and uh, the coloring really you know the that's the one thing that separates comics these days from comics um, you know back in our our youth is the coloring on it. It's amazing. And and once in these action comics, uh, these two issues here, Roquefort does like pages one through 11 and then i think the the last two or three pages in issue 901 um but they have like fill-in artists doing basically 40 percent of the pages in these issues so roquefort you get to enjoy his fairly in my opinion stunning artwork for the first 11 pages and then you get a guy who whose style is reminiscent um but isn't quite as talented and Roquefort's art, um, it very much feels like something that would be more in place in, um, if not an indie comic, uh, a smaller label like a Top Cow uh, or uh, a Radical, I think, is a really good uh, a description. Because to me, tell me if you don't think that it almost looks kind of painted in a way. Yeah, I can definitely yeah. see that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, the, the thing that drew me to... Uh, was his name because I re- remembered his art, and you know I flipped a couple pages there in the um, in the LCS uh, just to make sure that he hadn't radically changed his style. Um, but I think it's just it's beautiful. And uh, Paul Cornell writes it, 
And I think Paul Cornell is really talented. I have not read any of his Knight and Squire, and I didn't read any of the, the, the Lex uh, run on Action Comics. Um, but Paul Cornell is a good Englishman. So, you know, if you like, if you like Miller, you know, um, if you like uh, Ellis, um, if you like uh, guys like that. The, uh, um, the, the storyline seems to be um, Doomsday is back, and there's someone called the Doom Slayer who well, is there's, a Doom. There Give are, us a synopsis. There are Doomsdays back, mm-hmm. and the Doom Killer is uh, basically a sentient version of Doomsday. Okay. Um, and for whatever reason, the Doom Killer he feels that he needs to protect the universe from the threat of doomsday, which he believes begins on earth, specifically metropolis. And so his aim, the it's, it, it's he, I'm sure that there was plenty in issue 900 that set up because in issue 901, you start kind of in the middle of a conflict and I'm lost. And I, my original intention was to go back by 900, read it, figure out what's going on and then pick up the 901. But I just got I got kind of crazy last night. I got a little wild, got a lot of control, and I went ahead and read those two issues anyway. So I don't have the backstory, but um, uh, Doomsday is back, but it's not just Doomsday, it's Doomsdays. There's at least four or five, six of them minimum. There may be more, I don't know. And this Doom Killer, um, they're all trapped in a pocket universe that apparently Superman has figured out a way to get them into and uh, it's not the phantom zone? they're they're in no it's not a, it's not the phantom zone it's it's a pocket universe of some sort it's definitely not the phantom zone and they're in a ship and uh they're fighting doomsdays and doomsdays are on them and doomsdays will never stop and so superman is trying to figure out superman is a cadre of other super fellows uh supergirl and superboy and the Eradicator, and I think the uh, Steel is there, and maybe another you know couple of peripheral characters. But there's a bunch of Supermen, Super Ladies, um, uh, trying to battle the Doomsdays, and Superman realizes there's no way they're going to beat these guys. You know, they're they're basically evil hulks. You know, um, so they're pretty much on the run from them uh, until something or someone turns out to be the Doomslayer. Uh, rockets them out of the uh, pocket universe back into our uh, universe on a collision course for Earth, specifically Metropolis, to destroy Metropolis, destroy the Earth, and end the threat of the doomsdays across the universe forever. It's not in 900. See? What's the not story- 900? Uh, oh, that storyline is not 900? No, it looks like 900 was a... Well, 900 is kind, kind of, of an anthology. That yeah. I, I read a little bit about it. 900 apparently had, what, two main stories and a bunch of shorts? in it it looks like it yeah yeah so i i don't know maybe i'm wrong it's maybe i i kind of assumed that um it, the start of 901 is just so in the middle of the action i truly assumed that there had to have been some kind of setup for this so it must thing. be 899 i don't know i don't know brother um i think 899 was the last issue of the uh, the lex luther run um my understanding was that 899 was the the ultimate climax conflict between lex luther and brainiac and i haven't read it so maybe i'm wrong but that was the impression i got from doing my research because yes boys and girls i do research occasionally anyway so the upshot is that um it's a pretty good story um it's not anything earth shattering um you know it's not morrison-esque in its complexity it's not you know ellis-like it's not um you know um if anything it's Maybe more Miller-ish. Um, that'd be uh, Mark Miller, not Frank Miller. He caught himself, did you? He did, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Edit that out, too. Um, so it's cool. I, I really, uh, 
I just I really dig the art, and uh, that's why I got it. And um, you know what? If Paul Cornell and uh, well, if your name here and Kenneth Rocafort do action comics, I'll be more inclined to pick them up. Um, so um, you know, good times. I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty awesome. Oh, I also got the oh, gosh, what was it? Action Comics had the um, the Adult Legion crossover that reestablished the uh, the, the current uh, Legion run. And wasn't there something else that in Action Comics that wasn't? Um, uh, gosh, was there another big run in Action Comics that was kind of groundbreaking, worthy kind of stuff? I don't know. Somewhere man. about forty issues back, because that's where the uh, that's the Legion stuff happened. Uh, it was like issues eight sixty through eight sixty four or something or other. Good time. So this is Reign of the Doomsdays, and you know what? Um, uh, not you know. I don't know how many issues this is going to be. I think it said uh, that issue 903 will be the penultimate, which means that issue 904 will be the end of this particular uh, storyline. Or no, and 903 would be the end, is, and then action number one comes after that. Isn't it? I mean, well, what does penultimate mean? Next to last. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So issue, it, they they said in the uh, in the little next issue box and uh, the letters column of 902 that uh, 903 the next issue will be the penultimate issue of the reign of the superman arc or the reign of the doomsday's arc so we'll get two more issues of this um, so i don't know if there'll be an issue 904 or they're going to go back to one then finish it up that way but yeah speaking of that i don't know are are we wanting to get into the the number ones I think we're out of have, time already. Have we? we um, oh, are we out of time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about well, it closer to the time when they yeah, come that, out. Yeah, that's that is totally fine. Uh, that's probably a good idea. In fact, um, I have at least you know I've got a couple of uh, tweets I could hit you with. Give us um, one tweet, and then we'll, I've we'll got, close out. I've got two hundred and forty-six of them in, in the box. Two hundred and forty-six. That's the magic number, right? Whatever that means. Well, play that um, tweet. Play a tweet. And I've got and a. Whatever. Well, I've got I've got the tweets, but I've also got. Uh, um, I wish I'd um, uh, pimp this more heavily, but I've got the. Um, uh, people have demanded. Um, you know, I I don't I think the last uh, uh, list I did was I don't know issue or uh, episode like twenty eight. I think you need like to, 200 issues ago. to look up the word demanded again and just refresh your memory on I, exactly I, the definition of that word is. My, the, the, that definition to me is fluid, oh, shall okay. we say. Um, so, yeah, you, you could very well be right. Um, well, here, I'll pot you up for a tweet. Dang it. Pot me up for a tweet? I kind of want to do the list. Are you plugged in? I kind of want to do the list, yeah. I, I, I really... I do want to do the list. Okay, um, do the are, list are you okay with that? Do the list and then we'll go. Okay. Do you want to do some? Um, do you want to do some production value, or should I just get on with it? No, let's do this. Hit me. Nice. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to give you my top five words and phrases that I, Bill the Voice, will start using more often from this point forward. I do like your list. I, I will. I will say that. Thank you. Uh, number five, uh, top word or phrase I'll start using more often is wool gathering. Oh, nice. Thank As you. in, we need more wool. So start gathering it. Right. It's exactly it. Okay. No. Number four, animal husbandry. As in, okay. I love it when, look, that girl animal needs a husband. Right. Yeah. I don't think Frank quite gets it. It's, it's the opposite of animal wifebandry. Okay. Wife bender. 
So was that cat missing for a while? My oh, a few hours. Yeah, no the cat's deal. back. Brad's very happy about Yay. that. Don't let him. Number fool three. You. Number three of my top five words and phrases I will start using more often is "Please forgive me." <laughs> that I just, is, I just had this weird feeling. It's that's always a good one to, yeah. to have, yeah, especially you know knowing me. How about um, in conclusion? <laughs> Word number two that I or phrase I will start using more often, Byzantine. You've actually the Byzantine Empire. I love the long words. You've actually used it uh, within the last month. I remember specifically Mm -hmm. hearing it while I was editing a show. And you were like right next door to the Byzantines, by the way, over there in Turkey. Gobble gobble. And ladies and gentlemen, the number one top word or phrase that I will start using more often is in conclusion. In conclusion. Post-apocalyptic wasteland. Oh, nice. you've already got a yes. head start on that. You've already definitely got a head start on that. Well, no, my my uh, my oath to the listener is to start using these words and phrases more often. So hey, you know, um, don't don't let me off the hook on this. You know, okay. uh, you know, feel free to judge me, Frank. You're going through those right. pieces I've of got, gum like it's glasses like, okay. of water. You're out of gum, I've, baby. I've got two really subpar, I mean, really borderline awful tweets. You want to just save them for next week? Uh, no tweets. Week. All right. Well, never mind. If they're not then. good, don't do them. Uh, have, it doesn't mean we don't have to do them. It just means they're not very good. So, I have a boilerplate. You know. Oh, that's right. Sent in by listener Paul French. Oh, my Legion comrade. So if you guys want to you know, send us a boilerplate, the, the thread is still up on the forumforgeeks.com on the Half Hour Wasted board. Paul it's French. real easy. I, I had asked a while back that your mom have your moms do the boilerplate. That's still valid. Yeah. Come on, guys. Same top as- top three reasons Paul French is freaking swear. Number three, he's from Canada. Number two, he's had dinner with us in the metro area, the Dallas Metroplex. And reason number one is because he loves the Legion of Superheroes as much as I do. So rock on, Paul French, and you substitute podcasters, you. And I guess with that. And someday, this is a total bluff, apparently, (laughs) but someday I will join you up north for a show. You just got to contact him. I know. I know. And with that, take it away, Paul. Hi, I'm Paul French from the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, and you've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. That makes you cool. Visit the show's website at halfhourwasted.com to check out blogs, photos, and more. And don't forget to visit the new message board at forumforgeeks.com. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. You can also drop us an individual email at brad, frank, or bill at halfhourwasted.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast, which comes out every Thursday on this same feed. Check out the Walking Dead TV podcast and keep an eye out for Media Minutes. Visit our sponsor, dcbservice.com, and remember, till next week, he's Bill, he's Brad, and he's Frank, and they'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.